I had a delicious slap and tickle. Welcome to episode 72 of the Thrash Report. This is for December 21st, 2021. This is your music. <laughs> this is your weekly music commentary podcast where we discuss all things metal and heavy music. And this is this is Jim and Chris's Metallica 40th anniversary recap episode. Ooh, yeah. One of the dreams that I had was that I would get to hear Bread Fan live. And did you live that dream? I got to live that dream on Friday. <laughs> it was awesome. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Great, Jim. Great, great weekend. Yeah. Nice, nice to see you again. Long time no see. Uh, yeah. Not even 24 hours. <laughs> 23.75, probably. <laughs> That's right. We, uh, yeah, we had a great time. Um, this is our, our recap episode where we're going to talk about kind of all the shenanigans that we got to participate in while out in San Francisco celebrating Metallica's 40th with 63,000 other fans. <laughs> yep, and I found, out, I found out today that you're not supposed to call it San Fran. Oh. And I was calling it San Fran this weekend. I didn't what realize that. Because we're, we're, we're tourists, that's why. Yeah, so it's either SF or Frisco or San Francisco. Oh, you mean you can actually call it Frisco? I thought Frisco would we'd really stick out like a sore thumb, but that's like legit, huh? Yeah, but uh, wouldn't have stuck out like a sore thumb because everybody in the town or city seemed to be a Metallica tourist. <laughs> that is true. And we'll get into that. Yeah, one of the best weekends of my life, I would say. You know, outside of big family moments and stuff, uh, my passion being metal and loving Metallica as much as I do, this was amazing. I never thought I'd be able to do something like this, and it lived up to all its hype, and it came up really fast. We got tickets, what, July? And yeah. Yep. I thought, oh, that's months away, and then just... Life got busy and shit, kind of forgot about it. And it was always in the back of my mind that it's in the end of December. And then last week, it's like, holy shit, that's this yeah. weekend. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it really hit me on Friday morning. And I guess we'll start out with our recap of Friday morning. I had a two and a half hour drive up to the airport to meet you. And most of the way, I got to listen to the top 40 countdown on liquid metal. So I got to nice. hear number 40 through 30. Oh, that was a, a great way to warm up. And I don't know if uh, you can tell my voice is still a little rough. Now that, now that 40, that 40 countdown, um, yeah. was that all voted by listeners? Yes. Metallica and Sirius XM both advertised to send in your, or take the survey to fill out your top 10 favorite Metallica songs. And then out of all the fan votes, they took the top 40. Right on. Yeah. And did so you send only, in yours? Did you send in yours? I did. <laughs> What's your number one, bro? Um, well, my favorite is Dyer's Eve. Okay. Yep. Um, but I didn't pick them as my top 10 favorite in a row. I just went, because they listed every song by album. So I just went through starting at Kill Em All. And I was just going to go through one time and just pick ones I like. And I, or like really like, and I got up to seven or eight, so I picked a couple more, but I went with, I think, uh, Four Horsemen, Ride the Lightning, Fade to Black, Creeping Death, Battery, Master of Puppets, Orion, Blackened, Dyer's Eve. I don't know how many that is, but like pretty much my list. Yeah, I think we, we talked about how uh, a couple of my faves, I mean, was... Uh... Creeping Death and Shortest Straw. Those are kind of like my, I, I think, some of the best songs ever written. So 
Um, I was, I was that? yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. And, and I guess, so, you know, you, uh, you, you got to Minneapolis, um, you and I were able to, to get to the gate. Um, mm -hmm. we were, we were lucky enough to score some, some sky club grub. <laughs> yeah. We chugged down some, some eggs and, and stuff. But we noticed something crazy in the airport, like <laughs> everywhere you look. Yeah, I mean, there's Metallica shirts and metalheads all over the gate waiting for <laughs> our plane. And it's great to see. That's kind of the beginning of seeing just Metallica everywhere. That just we're not alone. And who knows where they came from just to get to the Minneapolis airport. But yeah, it was amazing seeing yep. all that. Yeah, I would say one of the most, uh, um, one of the most metal plane rides I've ever been on. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So we got on the plane, we flew there, we landed, checked in at the hotel, and then uh, we had a few hours to go before the show. So we walked down or we took a ride down to the Chase Center, the venue where the show was. And like we had supper around four o'clock or something at a restaurant right next to the Chase Center, kind of in the same little courtyard area. Again, with everybody there being a metalhead and wearing Metallica and stuff. And that was cool. And people started filling in. Restaurant yeah. filled up. There was people waiting in line already. Uh, we talked to somebody from New Jersey who was got general admission tickets and they got in line at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> so crazy. And and I wanted to also yeah. mention too that not only just um, where we were eating, but also even while on the plane, you know, you would run into people like I'm walking down the aisle on the plane uh, uh, to use the pisser. And like someone said, just out of the blue, we'll like say, hey, are you going to both shows? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm like, where are you from? And he's like, Massachusetts. I'm like, oh, wow. So you're like, you had to take a layover in Minneapolis. He's like, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that it just it was great, too, that we got to meet people from everywhere. I mean, just even by the time we're eating dinner, I mean, people from Brazil and um, where else? I mean, London, right? Poland, UK. Yeah. Um, I mean, just everywhere. Germany, we met like a few guys from Germany. Um, yep. Yeah. Standing in line, standing in line for the bathroom at the restaurant. And someone behind me is like, is this the restroom queue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That was great. Yeah, so it just in Belgium, Ecuador, Brazil. Yeah, just all yeah, over. Exactly. Yeah. And like I was I was talking to also uh uh someone else in line too, um, asked me if I was gonna be at both shows and talking with her and she was, you know, came down from Alaska. I mean, still it was just it's really cool to just music brings people together. I mean, all corners of the globe, it was pretty epic. Yep. So it's time to get in line. They're about to open the gates and we're about 20 feet from this security or the vax check where they had checking our vax status it was a safe show they said so standing there and i kind of look over to my left and outside of the fence i see this tall dude and I, he looks familiar and i look over at you say hey is that chuck billy and you're like i don't know maybe could be could be so i got kind of nerdy and just looked back at him stuck my head over the gate a little bit and just went chuck and sure enough he kind of looks over and Looks at me, I throw him the horns, he throws them back. I'm like, holy shit, Chuck Billy. No, that was awesome. I'm a huge fan of his. And we go through the gate and I'm talking to you like, oh, should I go say hi? And you're a little apprehensive. I don't know if we should bother him. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> a little bit, a little bummed. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be kicking myself if I don't go at least just say hey. So yep. I walked over to him, introduced myself, told him that we had met before on the headbangers con that we had uh, chris 51 on back in march i think the head headbangers con that he put on and me and you both got to talk to chuck so i just mentioned that and how i got to speak with him on into the trivia pit once and mm -hmm. got a picture with him and just a super cool dude and just awesome to see him that was one thing i was wondering about this whole thing before we went there is if we we're going to run into anybody like that and so that was awesome. Yeah, totally. And we knew that there was others there. I and mean, we saw people posting on social that, you know, they were there, they're in the crowd, mm -hmm. you know, so yep. it was kind of cool that we were part of something that was just much bigger than, than just us. Yep. And then uh, I was very surprised 
when the show started, you know, that it's kind of dim in there, like every show, you know, people just chatting around, they're playing music and stuff. And then the music stops, the lights turn on, people start cheering, and then Metallica walks out. But they look a little different, you know, they're not like, they didn't play the Ecstasy of Gold or anything. And we knew that there was going to be some opening stuff. And then they just come on their street clothes, get on stage, grab the mic, and just start talking to the crowd and basically thanking everybody for all the support over 40 years and for coming in from wherever they did to watch this weekend. Yeah. It was, it was something that you typically don't see, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they, they came up, they thank everyone for being there. Um, they mentioned that, uh, you know, we're going to be left in the, uh, the hands of Dean Del Rey and DJ Lord, but then also mm -hmm. they were going to go backstage and they were going to stretch, loosen up, get dressed. <laughs> yeah. Get, get ready for us. Um, so this, yeah, it was just an interesting, uh, interesting thing there. It was, it was cool, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's something that typically happens. Yep. Yeah, and as you mentioned, the openers were Dean Del Rey, he's a actor, producer, and DJ Lord, who coincidentally is a DJ. I'm not, sure <laughs> not sure if he's a Lord. But yeah, that was kind of entertaining. Uh, it wasn't like uh, I was expecting more like a Jim Brewer thing, like they did on their last tour. And um, so he, looking back on it, expecting comedy, but now knowing he's like actor, producer guy, like maybe that wasn't his thing. But he's just going out there to work the crowd and. Uh, I'm a geography nerd, so I liked it because he was going around every corner of the stage and just asking people where they're from and stuff. So I think mean, that was really cool. And like we already said, there's people from all over the world. And uh, yeah, and then he switched it over to DJ Lord and he would just play you know, Ice T, Pantera, some Sabbath, and you know, doing his DJ scratching thing. And well, it was okay. Didn't yeah. really do me do a whole lot to pump me up for Metallica, but I, yeah, I was going to say, Similarly, I, I think you know, it is cool to find out where everyone is, is from. Um, I will say Dean Del Rey, you know, I, he wasn't, it, just in my opinion, there could have been a, a lot better opening, uh, I don't know, comedian, if you want to use the term <laughs> loosely. I don't think he was really that funny. Um, and the DJ Lord stuff, you know, it, really trying to get the audience kind of pumped up. Um, it was cool. Song selections were good. Um, he obviously is a great, great DJ, but it just really didn't do much for me. I know that it was funny. You had a funny uh, interaction with the kid sitting next to you. Yeah. Yep. There's a dad son sitting next to us. And what'd you say? He's probably 10, maybe yeah. 11 or something. Yeah. And I don't think he quite understood the concept of a DJ and they were playing smells like teen spirit by Nirvana. And he's cheering like, Oh yeah, I love this song. And then started scratching like oh you ruined it <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty good uh, yeah but so. the, the best is your response because he's like ah oh, they keep ruining the song and you're like that's what djs do <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't mean it as a, a dig on djs oh I sure mean, yep no i get it i didn't think of that until you just said that <laughs> no but it i mean it totally made sense in the moment so totally understand <laughs> but uh yeah it was just an interesting you know choice for mm. for the for these two nights yeah, but that's metallica they do whatever they want and they can get away with it and it's something a little different so oh well dude they can do it yeah i mean they can do whatever the hell they want to do so <laughs> it's all good yep and then uh acdc it's a long way to rock or what is it it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll yep. comes on and it was also a long way to the top where we were sitting as we were very high, our backs to the wall, but didn't matter. <laughs> you can still yeah. see the stage. And if you're going on Facebook, you can see the pictures Chris took or some of them. And it was awesome. So yep, the ACDC plays, that stops. And then of course the ecstasy of gold comes on and they're showing some pictures and there's some words going over the top of it. And then I figured they were gonna start right at the beginning and then play hit the lights and they did. So they started their set battle. Hit the light. And, and you know what? It's just hearing them play that live is just such a blast, dude. It's just so fun. 
Yep. Because James's vocals have obviously come a long ways and for him to, he doesn't exactly go for those high notes, but what he does do is just as good. If you've heard it, you know what I mean? You've, if you're listening yep. to us, you've probably heard it, but. Yep. And I like, uh, and again, maybe we'll get this uh, coming up here, but um, I think it was, a, I guess I can't remember now, it was the second or first show, but uh, when James said, uh, oh, it's fun playing the old stuff. He said, yep. <laughs> he said, my mind's, my mind's with it, but sometimes his body doesn't quite cooperate. And uh, yep, I think that was after their second to last song. On yeah. Night two. So totally get it, man. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I mean, say I'm 48 and sometimes just going up the stairs, my knees don't cooperate. Yep. I got whiplash on my wrists from throwing the horn so much. And <laughs> pinkies and index fingers are sore from saying hi to everybody with horns old age yeah so they had an awesome set list um we weren't sure what they're gonna do because it seems like every time they have a big show like this they do something and we didn't think they could top their 30th so we were hoping for guests but not really expecting them we'll talk a little more on that in a little bit but what they did here was just had an amazing set you know they played all their hits but they had a lot of deep tracks and they went through their whole discography from start to finish well, some at least something from every album so kill them all like we just said let's hit the lights then they went to creeping death and then a huge surprise which is awesome was trapped under ice And, and singing along with 60,000 people to that song was just, it was a surreal experience, man. It was, you know, I think it was, I mean, the first time I've ever heard that song live and it, yeah, blew me away. Yeah, I'm sure they've played it a ton of times back in the early 80s when it was a new song and everything. But, you know, seeing set lists from so many of their shows over the years, I don't recall seeing it on there. So and that was a huge surprise. And just from the first opening riff, I heard that and like, oh yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And then no surprise they played uh yeah, I already said creeping death, but then they went into uh Master of Puppets album with uh Sanitarium, Welcome Home, which was awesome. And then another surprise, Orion. Yeah, dude. That this one absolutely was one that I wasn't expecting and didn't know I needed to hear it until I did. Yeah, and it just, they, it, and two, it just, it sounded so good. Like it was just dialed in. Yeah, I mean, just yep. the, the production live, but also them playing, obviously, super tight. So it was good, man. Top of their game. Yeah, couldn't sing along with it, but <laughs> just well, sitting there fun. for seven and a half minutes, just watching them play. It was amazing. Well, I think it was great, too, because then you and I, like, you know, we're back at the hotel and, like, the next day and shit, <laughs> like, it's still stuck in our head, right? It's just so great. Yeah, that was a constant throughout the whole weekend. We'd just be walking or something to be quiet for a little bit. And then one of us would just start humming a riff or something. We're like, damn, nah, nah, this is my head now. <laughs> we had 38 songs stuck in our head all weekend. Right. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And then uh, they went into And Justice for All and made you very happy and played Shortest Straw. Yeah, dude. I just amazing. One of my, one of my favorite songs. I just like the, uh, I just like the, the chunkiness of it. I love the, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, yeah, like I said, I, I can't even really describe it. One of my favorite songs ever written. So, yeah, very happy. And then one of my favorite songs. Oh, I've left this out of my top 10 list before, but I had one on there too. And that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing that we didn't talk about, and I just want to uh, mention, those of you that haven't seen or didn't watch the live streams, um, one thing that was really cool is they used a brand new tech that they've been using recently at live shows there you go there it is 
they have these uh, LED bracelets that everyone had, and they're basically controlled wirelessly using uh, uh, from the from the light board, right? So the light engineer that controls the lights can also control sixty thousand of these wireless bracelets, and it was freaking rad. Um, I have some yep. great video of uh, of uh, a couple tracks, and I'm gonna get up on uh, on our socials too, just to see it. It it's pretty cool. Yeah, so we showed up, and then in the arm of every single chair in the arena was one of these little wristband things, and we've got a few extra. They made it back here with us, so maybe we'll give some away if you want some. Uh, I think that's a plan. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And then into the Black Album, and they just played Sad But True and Nothing Else Matters. And I think, I think Sad But True was especially heavy this time <laughs> yeah I, I don't know something about it man <laughs> yeah I, I know every time they play it like do you want heavy yeah. metallica gets you heavy i'm like yeah sad but true but i listened to it last week again and like shit man this song is heavy yeah and, you know it's yeah. slower but that riff is just a monster so and yeah live amazing yeah and then slowed it down with Nothing else matters. And then they went into load and played King Nothing, which was awesome. I've seen them play that before when they're on their load tour in 96, 97. And great live song. And then they introed the next song. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, I had it wrong. I was thinking it was something from the backside of load. I couldn't quite get it. And then, you know, they had the big screens up and they're flashing different words and things from the album. And then I saw the word fixer, like, oh, no shit. Yeah, this is fixer. <laughs> so obviously wasn't too familiar with that one. Yeah, myself included. I know uh, I'm not super, I'm not well-versed in like load or reload. I know some of the tracks on there, you know, like fuel and that type of thing. But yeah, it was a new track for me. So, and that was the very first time they've ever played it live. Right, Jim? Yep. I was going to say that was probably the deepest cut they did on the two nights and in fact when they were done playing it james said that's the first time we've ever played that live and now you know why <laughs> <laughs> which brought brought up your question you were wondering like you know how does why does he say that why did he say now you know why is it because the crowd was wasn't into it or you they just knew that it wouldn't be a hit they're just going to play it anyway yeah yeah i i don't know i think yeah, well, and I like what he said too, though. He he then said, you know, 40 years, they still have firsts, right? There's still yeah. things that they can do for the first time. Yep. But I think one of my responses was that, you know, they've been doing this for 40 years and how many shows they've done, they can, they always talk about that energy you can feel from the crowd that's circular. They get energy from the crowd and they give it back to the crowd. So maybe during a song like this, they just felt like, okay, yeah, let's not do this again. You know, speaking of the crowd, one thing that I wanted to bring up um, is like when they did when they did Creeping Death, mm -hmm. it was just, I mean, it made the the hair on my arm stand up. I was just getting so emotional. Like when they were doing just the beginning part, da -da 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 -da, da -da 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 -da, the crowd mm -hmm. was humming that. And it was humming it so loud that you could hear it like over the guitars. Yep. It was just, I I can't even. Yeah, it was it was a surreal experience, man. It was so good. Yep. And then at the end, the big chant, of die, yeah. die, die. So good. Yep. Yeah, so after Reload, they did uh, their cover, which we opened with Bread Fan. And holy shit, that was yeah. amazing. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was so fun. The uh, James kind of, he was, he had a few words he was kind of talking about. And he goes, I got to tell you guys something. <laughs> Bread fan! <laughs> it goes oh, right into it. That was so good. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think I'd ever seen that one live. I know they've played it before, but right. that, was, that was a treat. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And then they jumped into SM and played No Leaf Clover. That I think has probably one of my favorite lyrics that they've written. Maybe favorite lyric of all time, but like the soothing light at the end of your tunnel is just a freight train coming your way. <laughs> oh, yep. I always thought that yep. was cool. And then right into St. Anger, they played Frantic. And oh, that sounded great. 
yeah. don't know St. Anger too well, but every time I hear it, one of their songs live, maybe it's because it doesn't have that tin drum sound, but yeah, yeah, it sounded great. You know, and one thing that I always went to, and I, I should have brought it with when uh, when we had some downtime, but I think I might have told you this that like when I bought St. Anger, it came with a separate DVD, and the mm -hmm. DVD was just them playing all the songs from St. Anger, like at HQ, like in a practice studio. And it just sounded so much better than the actual recording <laughs> than the actual mix. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I should like, maybe I'll rip that. So we have them digitally. And that way, you know, you basically kind of hear the difference in, in tone and sound and, you know, the snare sound and that type of thing. And then into Death Magnetic, they played The Day That Never Comes. And that was pretty cool to see live. It's another long one. I think it's over eight minutes. Yeah. Dude, and the end of that one, man. Dude, their their hands are like machines, dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and then the big closer from Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Another long one, but a rager. One of their best probably since the Black Album, Spit Out the Bow. Dude, and you, you called that one. You knew that that was going to be that last track. <laughs> yeah, so I had this one predicted well on the bookends. I had hit the lights and spit out the bone. Yep, that was Which good. makes sense. It's the first song in the first album and the last song in the last one. Oh, look at you. It's yeah, almost like you, got like you got like scientific with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> A real dictor. <laughs> Predictor. <laughs> Yeah, so that ended night one, and it was a long, fun day full of travel and metal. It was a good start, good start to the weekend. Yeah, and I'd like to just say that, yeah, I'm a Minnesota guy. Yeah, it gets freaking 20 below zero here. But I just want to say I severely underestimated how fucking cold it can be in San Francisco. Because <laughs> after the show, we're outside waiting for our lift, and I tell you what, I am freezing my freaking nipples off, dude. I was like, what the hell is happening? Anyway, that's just, that's just me. I was like shivering, man. I had my arms inside my shirt and shit. Yeah, and then he put them inside my shirt. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I'm kidding. It wasn't weird. <laughs> yeah, so then we wake up on day two, Saturday, and... Didn't really have any plans, so we are thinking, what should we do? So we did some sightseeing around San Francisco and made our way up to the Golden Gate Bridge and misread our Google Maps app for the bus routes and overshot our destination and went into Marin County for a few well, that, miles. That wasn't, you know what? That wasn't the first time we just absolutely <laughs> effed up with the whole public transportation thing. I'm just going to say that. I effed up that so many times. <laughs> Yep, I found out that the app is not as good as going to the bus stop and looking at the actual map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then you get on the bus and it says, it clears up some of your confusion because it says, hey, everybody, we changed the number three to the number 15 or whatever it was. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, now the app makes sense. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we got to do a little extra sightseeing and went into Marin County, which was cool. And then hopped off a bus, got another one, went back to the bridge, got out, walked around, saw, again, so many metalheads, and this is where we ran into the group from Germany. Yep. And, yeah, so we just saw a guy standing there, he had a, I think it was a, like a coat, and it had uh, St. Germany on it or something, so yep. we stopped and chatted with him, and then he had like four or five people he was with came up on bikes, and we were chatting with them, and kind of the theme throughout Saturday is when we were talking to people, everyone was asking everyone, what surprised you? What was your favorite? Mm -hmm. And what do you wish would have happened? And it was like, we already said, everyone was excited for Orion. So that was a common answer. Like they loved Orion trapped under ice. They were surprised. And like I mentioned earlier, so many people were waiting for guest appearances and, you know, it was like, Jason going to come out or, you know, it was Dave around and or what we were always saying is, you know, how do you top, the 30th anniversary when they had all those guests and then did those four nights and i don't think you can if you can top it they probably would have not to take anything away from this weekend because it was amazing but I'm, and like i mentioned too that it's metallica they're not 
they don't really repeat themselves much. So they've already done that. They wouldn't do it again. And, but that was a very common thing. So many people were saying they wanted to see guest yeah. appearances and everything, which, yeah, yeah would have been awesome. Yeah. And I, and I forgot about the, uh, the group we met from Columbia too. Remember they had yeah. really cool hoodies and, uh, I was just, I walked up and I was like, Hey, where did you get the hoodie? And they're like Columbia. And there was like a whole group of them. And I actually got a, a guitar pick too. They gave me a guitar pick that said Metallica Columbia on it. It was pretty cool, man. Yep. So we got a little sightseeing done. We went back to our hotel and we happened to be in this very same hotel as Dylan from Tornadic and his dad, Thomas. So we were texting back and forth and, trying to meet up and found out we're in the same hotel. So when they got into town four o'clock or so, we, they got settled in and then we went out with them to get some supper and just the four of us hanging out, talking. That was really cool. Um, getting what's going on with the tornadic camp and talking about guitars and our favorite bands or songs and experiences we've had. And so that was really cool seeing them. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, again, super nice guys. Um, For sure. You know, I think, I think the Tornadic uh, camp, they're going to, they're going to go places. Um, mm -hmm. Super talented group of guys. Also, again, with the dads, just with their support and management, they're, they're going to go, they're going to go far. So it was really cool to hang with them. And uh, I don't know, can we, can we talk about what happened or no? Can we not talk about that? <laughs> I think we can. Or no, probably. We should, we should we talk about it. Maybe, maybe not give any details, but uh, yeah, we won't we give were, any details. Yeah, let's go for it. We were fortunate enough to hear a brand new Tornadic song played off of a phone, so you know it wasn't like on a like PA or anything, but uh, didn't, have, didn't have to be. It was awesome. Can you, can you say banger? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was awesome. So I'm not sure when they're going to release that or when they're keeping you out for that and we'll yep. for sure yep. let you know but it was awesome it was amazing like they like you mentioned i think when they were on here how they how much they grew from when you're in the pit to the capturing and this new one we heard was an even greater jump i think yeah oh totally and and also happy belated birthday dylan actually turned 16 while we were out there so that's pretty great yep yeah. yeah. happy birthday dylan yep and then uh one of the dads didn't make it there but wanted to and since he didn't, he sent up a six pack of some local beer from their area. And uh, called Slap and Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> and it was delicious. That was from Andreas Sr. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you. It was tasty. I had a delicious Slap and Tickle. I bet you did, buddy. <laughs> six times. Six times. <laughs> yeah. So someday we'll have a beer together. And then Saturday night, we didn't really do much at all. There was some things going on, but like we just got some of our energy back and took it easy so we could have some for Sunday. So we're yeah, talking so we're about, about uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I was thinking of this, you know, once in a lifetime event that you and I were at. And I was thinking about how, you know, this is something that would never happen again, you know, and I've always been one that I, I never really thought that if I were to get a tattoo, I really wouldn't get a band tattoo for some reason. That's just, you know, I don't have any tattoos, but for some reason, I don't know that that outlook did change um, while we were there. I thought, you know what, this would be great to, I don't know, commemorate this, this once in a lifetime occasion with getting mm -hmm. the Metallica 40 logo uh, on my leg. So I was toying with the idea I'm kind of talking over with Jim. I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm thinking about it. And then I finally was like, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to do it if I can. And yeah. uh, so I called a handful of uh, tattoo places, um, both around where our hotel was and around where the, the chase center was. Nobody takes walk-ins again. I didn't know that <laughs> everything is appointment only. So I was, uh, yeah, I was kind of uh, kind of disappointed, but I think yep. uh, I think that might be one of my very first tattoos. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna match you with that. Then you didn't you didn't like my idea of uh, Plan B or maybe a Hepatitis B plan, <laughs> which because our Lyft driver on the first night said he could be a tattoo artist, but 
it went, didn't really like blood all that much. And, yeah, you know, yeah. there's, I did see plenty of needles on the ground, so we could have done it. <laughs> oh, yes. But no, <laughs> I think I want to be in a little more sterile environment, man. That makes sense. And yeah, so I'm going to grab one too, and it's going to, yeah, it's like that 40 with uh, Metallica M through the zero. So, and then, uh, and then we actually, uh, it was pretty cool. We got to hang with uh, some of your buddies from XM Serious Radio, man. Yeah, we met up with Jose Mangan and Vincent, Vincent Rockwell or Vinny Usarello, if you know him from Into the Trivia Pit. And Michael Gerber and Sonny, they were big contributors and played along on the Into the Trivia Pit when it was live on Instagram during a pandemic when they couldn't be live on the air. And so, yeah, it was awesome hanging out with those guys. It was just at a place called Lucky Strike and, you know, it was a regular bar and they had a bowling alley and pool table and just hanging out, talking about metal. And we met some other fans there. Theme and kind of a brag here that I heard from many people that Wisconsin was very well represented here. I talked to people in line or waiting for a bus or something like, you know, common question, where are you from? Where are you from? And I said, I was from Wisconsin. They're like, Jesus, like everybody's from Wisconsin. (laughs) And so we're sitting out hanging with Jose and Vinny and I'm, there's two other guys there and I'm chatting with them and I didn't know who they were. And they just said, Oh, we just came here to see Jose. We saw on his socials that he was here. So I asked where he's from. He said, Wisconsin, or actually Vinny said like, Hey, this guy's from Wisconsin too. So yeah, he's like, uh, it was, Jason Paul and his brother, Eric Paul, they were from central Wisconsin and big metalheads, obviously. So it was cool meeting people are so close. So we'll have to meet them sometime for a show, I'm sure. Yep. So, yeah. So just stayed there for a couple hours, had a few beers and then it was showtime. Showtime. And, and, uh, so we get to, we get to the show, uh, first we get there on scooters. <laughs> yes. We tried to ride scooters. You, you rode one for a half a block and then <laughs> my app wouldn't work. So he said, screw it. A <laughs> little bit of technical difficulty. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had something really interesting happen at the beginning of that second night. And I was, I was, I was very confused and I wasn't sure what we should do. Like what's going on, man. Yep. So there's what, how many people does, the chase center hold 63,000 as i said yeah something like that yeah yeah so there's it's full and there's people on the floor and we're sitting like i said before way up the our backs were literally literally against the wall there's no seats behind us and then the lights come on and a fire alarm goes off and over the pa it's, they start saying a fire alarm has been pulled and i keep repeating that and my first thought was jump in the fire <laughs> <laughs> and my second thought was is this real yeah, and I know they've I know they've done fake stuff like this before. Like I thought there was a story about when they had played a song one back in the eighties, early nineties, or something. They'd have people rush the doors and with fake machine guns or something. I don't know if that's true. It's something I heard a long time ago. But they think about cutting stunts where they had the you know the fake power outage and stuff. So you know, when we have when we have Metallica on the podcast, we'll ask them that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so that was weird and. I said, well, I'm just going to sit right here because if there's a fire, I'm not going to get involved in the big trample that everyone's yeah. going to run out, you know? <laughs> exactly. Through. Well, and, and by now it's been going on for, for a few minutes and we start to see people like walking towards the exit and like, like the people sitting next to me, they started walking down and I'm like, shit. Like if we start <laughs> to leave now, it's going to be hours before we get back. Like, you know? Yeah, not to mention we weren't by the aisle either. Like we were right in the, between the two, uh, we, yes. we're the furthest away from any kind of. <laughs> we would, <laughs> we would, we would die in a fire, Jim. <laughs> I had a beer. I could have. No, nah, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I would throw it on you to save you. Ah, thank you, man. Yeah, Wait, yeah. you're gonna throw your piss at me? No, before it's piss. When it's oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember what came on right after that. Is that when ACDC came on, or was that? before ecstasy of gold after acdc because it was like i don't remember i mean something happened and everybody cheered i don't know if if the alarm just stopped or if the lights went off i can't remember yeah, i know it, i think it was before acdc came on yeah they had a little video playing or something and then yeah the lights came on and the alarm went off and then yep i think when the alarm was done when they must have made sure everything was safe they 
if it was a real alarm, I'm assuming it was, but they're just checking it out. And then yeah, lights come or lights go off and the music starts and everybody cheers. And and now let's, before we, before we start getting into the set list, yeah, we have to talk about Jim Osborne's like prediction of the set list. Yeah. So, so, how, how do you, how do you want to introduce this man? Well, I was thinking about it and thought, you know, it might be kind of fun to predict because I was looking at their set list and saw the kind of what they had done on Friday. And I thought, I wonder if I can predict what they're going to do for their second show. So I sat down and thought about it for a few minutes and wrote out what I thought was going to happen. And I did pretty well. Very well. So they, like the first night, you know, they started with hit the lights and ended with spit out the bones. So I thought they're going to do like a snake route and go reverse the order then start with something from hardwired from self to self-destruct and end with kill them all. And I was thinking that they'd probably have an encore after that because we were confused Friday when there's no encore and then we're like, cause you know, they always do. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, it's the first show. They have another show in two days. Maybe they just won't do it. Or they'll do it after Sunday's show. So I started my list with hardwired to self-destruct album and went through kill them all and just picked one song from each album that I thought they'd play. And then I knew there'd be a cover kind of counted how many songs I had and compared it to how many songs they had Friday. And I was still had like six to go or something. So I had to add a few in. Yeah. I think I ended up getting the chronology, right? So they did start with the song hardwired. Yes, that was awesome. So then I thought they'd play Moth into Flame and stick with Hardwired, but they jumped to Death Magnetic and played the end of the line, which I thought they would pick. That was just your life. So at this point, I was one for three, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not going to do so good. And then typically their fourth song is a slower one. Like it's a lot of times they play Sanitarium here. So I thought, well, they're probably going to play all with my hands from St. Anger. And I was wrong because they played Dirty Window. Yeah, right? Yeah, and then if I would have looked closer, I would have predicted this next one a little better. Or been closer anyway, because this is the part where they played the one from S&M the first night, the No Leaf Clover. But I decided to jump to their cover. Or no, I went to... I went right to reload and figured they'd play fuel because they always play fuel. And this is where they played uh, I Disappear, which was cool. I've never seen that one live, I don't think. Yeah, that one, uh, it was uh, it was kind of fun to see live. I don't think I've ever seen that live. Yeah, and then... Kind of wonder if they were gonna get any acting after this video. Yeah, and it was interesting too hearing them talk about that process, um, how they were given the opportunity, right, to compose a song for a movie. And it was just different, right? Different timelines, different budgets, different, you know. So it was kind of kind of cool hearing hearing that side of it. And then they played their cover, which I did predict right, but had it in the wrong order. They played Am I Evil? Dude, that was so good, man. Oh, that was awesome. That was so good. <laughs> yep. And then they went into the reload and load and they played uh, the memory remains and fuel. And I know they played memory remains a bunch, so I didn't think they'd play that one, but Oh, well. And then they jumped into load and this was awesome. I put that they played Bleeding Me and they did. I love that song. I always have. Yeah. 
So can we just take a moment and just recognize how awesome James Hetfield is for a minute? Because just one moment. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty awesome, dude. Really good. How many times did I nudge your shoulder and look at you and say, I love, love, love him. <laughs> More than several. <laughs> yep, he's amazing. And then I could have put another song here. And if I would have put another load song on here, it would have been wasting my hate. Not because I love it so much and wanted to hear it so badly, but if you listen to a lot of their live sets, they usually close with uh, Seek and Destroy. And then at the very end of that, they usually throw in the riff from Wasting My Hate. So they played that off a of load as well and blew my mind. That was so cool to see. I don't remember if I saw that after their load tour when it went, but I don't I don't remember seeing that live. Yeah. So that was uh, one of the highlights of the two shows. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, so I mean, clearly, I need to get a little more, uh, a little more exposure to load and reload. I know some of those I, I just get loaded. I, yeah, I'm not not very familiar with. So, yeah, yeah pretty cool, man. There's some great songs in there. And then let's see, where were we here? They went to the Black Album, and uh, yeah, went to the Unforgiven, which I did not put on there. I had, I did not put Enter Sandman in this spot because I figured they would play a deeper one and. Wherever I may roam is what I put. But nope, they did the Unforgiven, and then they went to Enter Sandman, and that's when I looked at you and said, "There's no encore." That's usually in there. So, yep, Enter Sandman, and then uh, they jumped to Harvester. Uh, yeah, and Justice for All and Harvester of Sorrow. I picked that one, and like you said earlier, it's one of your favorites. So that was pretty awesome to see. And then they jumped into the song Master of Puppets, which I did predict. And uh, that otherwise, I was thinking they might have done a Master of Puppets medley like they did with the mm-hmm. Injustice for All back on live shit. Um, then I put Fade to Black. And they played Fade to Black. Then they played Whiplash and Seek and Destroy. And I put Seek and Destroy and Whiplash. So I had the songs right, but the order wrong. I think. Uh... You know, it was it was cool. I mean, obviously playing Whiplash. I mean, it's just just phenomenal. But it was interesting too that you know they they acknowledged the fact that they're going to play their last song. And James even said that this was like the first song that you know he and Lars put together. <laughs> Here <laughs> yeah. it is, you can destroy. And uh, dude, it was so fun, man. That was great. Yep. And then I want to jump back to Fade to Black quick and. Was it before? Or after? I think it was after the song James was talking about and what that song means to him and yep. how over the years things have changed of what songs mean to him and stuff. But like at this point now, like that song means, you know, he's talking about like mental health and stuff. And if you're suffering, you're not alone. There's so many other people out there. And, and I've talked about on the show before that I live with depression and stuff. So they hear him talk about that and how that song is one of my go-to songs when I'm in a certain way and want to you know, feel a little better or yep. just, I just love that song. It does something to me. So hearing him speak like that about that song, I love. Yeah. And he did say, he awesome. did say, you know, you're not alone. And he said, mm-hmm. talk to someone. And yes. I think that's the, you know, the number one thing that, that people can do. And so it was really cool for him to, you know, acknowledge that and say that uh, up front. So yeah, it was pretty fun. Pretty cool. Yep. And if you're not talking to someone and someone talks to you, listen, all you have to do is just listen. You don't have to say anything back. Just someone opens up, just listen. And was it, was it before seek and destroy then when James took a moment to, to thank everyone, obviously he took a moment. He was thanking everyone to come here and everyone that stood by them for 40 years, Mm -hmm. but also he turned to his bandmates and thanked them for everything that they've done and what they've put up with and standing by him mm-hmm. and dude i got choked up bro because <laughs> all the like everyone came together huge group hug i mean james is smiling from ear to ear i mean it wouldn't surprise me if he shed a tear i mean it was it was yeah. crazy 
yeah, that was another highlight too. Just seeing, you know, he turns around and just, he's got his head turned and he looks at them all and says, and you three, I want to thank you three. And like that, yeah, that was awesome. And a big group hug. Awesome. What was awesome? I remember it was at the end of whiplash or maybe it was when they're saying their goodbyes and stuff, but I was just going so nuts that my smartwatch recognized I was doing a workout. <laughs> yep. I was pumping my fists, pumping my horns and clapping so much that my smartwatch, I fooled my smartwatch and to think I was exercising. Oh, that's I'll, great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So that wraps up night two at the show. And then, uh, yeah, we kind of wound down a little bit and went and had a beer at the restaurant next door. I did. And you hung out with me, had some pop and we met up with the drummer from the band Pursuit that we've been talking about a little bit, Wyatt, chatted with him for a little while and plan on talking with them more and getting them on the show. So just want to throw that out there to keep an eye out for Pursuit. I know they're going to be recording something in the next couple of months, so we'll keep you up to date on that. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And then we went back to the hotel to end of the night and woke up in the morning and turned on liquid metal and remembered it was Monday and they weren't playing mandatory Metallica anymore. I heard some other band. Like, I got really sad. I, I <laughs> seriously was sad. I probably audibly went, Oh, like that really hit me. Like, Oh shit. The weekend is over. Like, I have to go uh, home now. Yes. But, yeah. So that was kind of a downer, but it was such a great weekend. But you know, we go, we go back to the airport and this is the crazy part is like, we go yeah. back to the airport and, uh, you know, we just, we hang for, uh, for a little bit, have lunch before we board our plane in the, in the sky club. And what's crazy, like in the sky club, everyone's wearing Metallica shirts, man. Like, yep. it's like everywhere. <laughs> and I didn't notice something too. If they weren't wearing a Metallica shirt, it seems like some of the most represented would be Slayer. I think I saw more Slayer shirts if it wasn't Metallica. Mm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, we had Anthrax represented pretty well too. Um, I had some Anthrax stuff playing, but <laughs> yeah. well, I had not man on my mask. Oh, that's right, you did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So something else happened while we were waiting for the plane, dude. It was so weird, right? Yep. <laughs> Earthquake. <laughs> so we're sitting there eating our food, and then we both kind of look at each other, like, "What is happening?" And then. Yep. The guy across from us said, did you guys feel that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I had my legs crossed and my foot just started kind of wiggling a little bit. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I kind of look outside, like, is there a plane going right over us? And then I right. look over the hallway, like, is there a ton of people walking this way? I mean, it was very, it wasn't, you know, like 1906, San Francisco yeah. was coming it was down. Like, it was like smooth or something. Like, it was just, you could tell you were moving but it mm -hmm. wasn't like jarring or anything. It did, like you said, it reminded me like, you know, when you're at the mall, sometimes the mm -hmm. entire level kind of shakes a little bit, you know, because yeah, it has to. Mall America, if you're sitting at the level two or three or something on a bench yeah. and then there's tons of foot traffic or something, it just wobbles a little bit. Or like I was riding the elevator at work today and it shook just a little bit. And like, th that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. But yeah, it was very weird so there was i don't know even the earth thought that this show was so fucking heavy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes like, oh, i gotta relieve some of this stress that was great <laughs> so it was just off the shore of eureka california northwest of san francisco i'm not sure how far away it was from us but apparently it was a 6.2 and apparently <laughs> oh. the largest earthquake since 2010 in northern california crazy and we happened to be there for it <laughs> like what <Yep. laughs> Yeah, that was an experience for sure. Yeah, so that kind of wraps everything up. We got on the plane and flew back and to even colder weather. <laughs> ten, 10 degrees by the time we got back. So yeah, that was our weekend. It was awesome. And then we did our little recap just now. And earlier today, Jose Mangan hosted a live show for two hours. So it was from six to eight Eastern where fans could call in and talk about their experiences at the show or just about Metallica in general. And Stefan Shirazi was one of the guests and I believe the editor of the So What magazine, Metallica's magazine. And then I cannot remember the other dude is there. I think his name's Dan, Dan the something, or I apologize. I can't think of it, but 
yeah, it's just people calling in and I happened to get off work at the same time. So I called up, got put on hold. And then I think I was a second or third caller. So I got to talk to Jose again and share our experience a little bit. They didn't put my last name on hold. So he gets on like, and Jim is on the line. And Jim, you were at the show. I said, yeah, I tried to ruin your game of pool the other night. <laughs> oh, it's Jim Osborne. <laughs> so, oh. Yep. So that was pretty cool. So I hope they put that on demand or something. I'd like to hear what other people had to say. And they had some guests on. I didn't hear the whole show, but now Robert was on there for a little while. Yep. That was, that was actually really cool. Uh, I listened to uh, basically the entire time Robert was on there. Um, talked a lot about their kids, um, mm -hmm. his kids, but also James and Lars and different projects they're in. Um, just really, you know, proud dad discussion, mm -hmm. right? I mean, talking about just, and again, not only his kids, but also the other kids too, about how talented, you know, Lars and James' kid as well. So it was, uh, it was a really good conversation. Yeah. And there's so much that went on that we didn't experience. I mean, there's stuff going on all day and all night for uh, different venues and art shows and stuff. And Saturday night at one of the venues, which was sold out when we started looking for tickets, yeah, it was three bands and each of the bands had kids from Metallica members. So there was Bastardane, I think is the name of the band Hetfield's mm -hmm. kid is a drummer for. And then we've talked about Lars's kids are in Houston, something. I forget the name, but, and then uh, Otto with Robert's kid. So three bands all had members of Metallica. Yep kids and that would have been cool to see yeah it was interesting they made it uh on xm uh, i can't I remember who mentioned it but they were talking about uh the style in which caster uh james's kid plays drums and he's yeah. very much a young headfield when the way headfield plays drums and he actually made a reference to when james played drums in spastic children and i was like <laughs> yeah. what no one ever talks about that it was pretty cool yeah. <laughs> yep. and then going forward this weekend both shows We'll be playing on, I believe it's Amazon Prime from the 24th through the 27th. So you can go check that out if you missed it or want to see it again. I'm going to see what I can do to watch it again. I think that's about all I've got. Yeah, man. I think, uh, again, I just want to thank you, Jim, for, you know, hanging out with me for a weekend. Um, thank, you know, it was just, like I said, once in a lifetime event. I'm really happy I got to go. Fortunate enough that we got to go. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners again for supporting the Thrash Report. We really do appreciate it. Um, again, another thing, I completely, completely missed like a great marketing opportunity. We should have had Thrash Report swag because we talked about the Thrash Report so many times. Um, yep, I had my shirt on. Yep, you did. Thanks for representing, man. It was a great idea. Absolutely. But yeah, I yeah. want to thank yeah, thank, thank the listeners. You guys can always go ahead and uh, interact with us on social. You can hit up our socials. Um, you can find them at thrashreport.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can always send us emails um, at uh, thethrashreport at gmail.com. And we'll definitely be back. We're going to take a little bit of time off. we got the holidays coming up. Um, yep. But we'll definitely be back. And we're going to have a fucking killer 2022. So it's going to be a blast as we go into 2022. Thank everyone for their support through 2021. We've had some amazing guests, some amazing uh, podcasts uh, this entire year. And uh, I think, Jim, you mentioned, so we've, we've added in 2021, we added another six countries. I think you said over 30 countries, I think. We've been heard, last count I did, I think we've been heard in 31 different countries. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is remarkable. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And I know that that's just on Earth. We don't know what's that's know, right beyond that. And 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 again, we want to thank everyone for sharing the the trash report as well. We had our yes. listeners, um, basically our our listeners um, uh, that follow us has increased two hundred and seven percent in the year of twenty twenty one. So again, thank you everybody for their support. And Chris, thank you for putting up with my shit up for a whole weekend. And, yeah, uh, thanks, man. It was fun. Kind of kind of pushing me into going there. I didn't think I'd be able to pull it off, but you got pushy. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> just wait. Until there, just wait until there's another mega cruise, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring my snorkel. Uh, thanks uh, again, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. So very much, friends. Let's let's chat more metal. Come on the show. Let's do it. 
We'll see you next time on the Thrash Report. See you. Bye.